Welcome back to DCOM Cool & Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. Um, this week we watched Stepsister from Planet Weird, which I've never seen before. I've never even heard of it. I have seen this before. I don't think all the way through, though. Yeah. Also from 2000, we're to June, so we're halfway <laughs> through the year 2000 now. Oof. Okay. It's um, a long year. This movie stars Courtney Draper, who we met in the 13th year, and she didn't do anything else. Uh, there's also a girl in this called Vanessa, a girl called Vanessa Chester. I didn't recognize her at first, but she was in a bunch of stuff that I've seen, but I don't recognize her. She was in How I Met Your Mother, Switched at Birth, 17 Again with Zac Efron, Veronica Mars, Muckin' in the Middle, and she's all that. But a lot of it she just played, like, girl in yeah, line. Really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Um, Miles Jeffrey is the little brother in this movie, and he's in Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, so we'll see him again. Um, Lauren Maltby is Margie. Margie. Yeah, from Xenon. I will, I don't think she has a picture on IMDb, so, like, I didn't see her. It wasn't until, like, she came into the movie. I was like, oh, it's Margie. Yeah. And then Cutter, who was, like, first of all, like, the last listed in the, like, main characters. <laughs> like, you had to click more. And then he's at the very bottom of the list, which is weird, because he's, like, kind of one of the main characters. Um, he will also be in Xenon the sequel. So mm-hmm. we'll see him in that. Uh, there's also an actress in this movie. Her name is Kristen. But it's spelled, I want you to write this down and look at it, K-H-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-E. What the fuck? (laughs) And, like, she's an adult in this movie, I'm pretty sure. So, like, someone back in the day really started this trend. (laughs) Or she tried to make her name, like, interesting to try and break (laughs) through the actor scene. Uh, it's fucking dumb. It looks like Christine. But I'm pretty sure it's pronounce Kristen. <laughs> I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> Her name's Christine. I'm sorry, Christine. I don't think it's Christine. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Kristen, I'm also sorry that your parents did that to you. Yeah. And if you did that to yourself, well, you did that to yourself, so. <laughs> there were no seventh heavens in this movie. There's, so. like, no one in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, all the people in this were not in much of anything else. I thought that one of the ladies was Phil Diffie's mom, because they look really similar, but then I looked at it, I looked her up, and she was not Phil Diffie's mom. Mm. Um, also, this movie was based on a book, which at oh, first, I didn't know that. yeah, I saw that on the IMDb page. At first, I thought that that was really weird, but then I was thinking about it, and like, this was the year 2000. I don't know when the book came out because I didn't do any research on that because I'm a good podcaster. But if you're thinking about like a wrinkle in time and that kind of thing, like, a wrinkle in time is really fucking weird. And if it had a really <laughs> bad budget, I could see it being something like this. <laughs> I mean,. Is, is the book called Stepsister from Planet Weird? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what it's called. Oh. Okay. Well, this movie starts with a girl windsurfing. Again. Did, the, you, did you add this to the list of I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> the, like, most random fucking sport. And this girl's like, it's my heart and passion. I love windsurfing. Yeah, she's doing a voiceover, and we learn her name is Megan Larson, and she loves windsurfing. And she has a crush on Cutter. She's not your average teen. But Cutter, he's... Extreme at everything. Oh, she is your average teen. Did I say she's not your average teen? Yeah, and so Cutter crashes off of his little... He's also windsurfing. Yeah, he crashes off of his windsurf, and so Megan, like, helps him up onto the board with one hand, and I was like, how did that work? And And, And then he goes, that was sick, Megan. You flatly rule. Be my girlfriend. And she goes, 
Um, okay. Yeah, and then she <laughs> sees her mom and her dad, and they're like, we're getting back together. They're standing on the water. Yeah, and then her brother is like, I'm gonna be normal, and then Margie, but I don't Heather know. Hartman. Oh, Heather Hartman, the popular girl, is like, you guys wanna hang with us? She's like, you can join the popular, that's what they call themselves, the popular group. Yeah, and then <laughs> we find out it was a dream. It was a dream! It was a dream. Who knew? Wow. <laughs> Because her little brother is waking her up, uh, trying to shoot her because she's an alien. She's like, you're an alien! Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, he says, die, alien, die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, then they walk down the stairs, and it's the weirdest fucking house. I guess it's, like, a beachside house, but it looks really weird. <laughs> I didn't think it looked that weird. I thought it looked weird, because the stairs were, like, separated from the ceiling, and then, I don't know, I just thought it looked weird. Uh, Megan's still narrating. She's talking to her. She's, like, writing in her diary. This is the narration. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says that uh, she never sees Dad anymore. She remembers a day at the beach whenever Dad was on the phone the whole time, didn't spend the day with them, and that's probably why Mom and Dad split. Okay, I made a note here. It's not about the story, but her dad was on the phone the entire time they were at the beach, and they were at the beach, so he was on a cell phone. This is the year 2000. How much money (laughs) did he spend for that phone call? He definitely went over those minutes. Yeah, he spent so much Or maybe they have free nights and weekends. Maybe it was a weekend. Did that exist in the year 2000? I don't know. (laughs) I just have questions. Uh, Yeah, so then she says, my mom loves windsurfing as much as I do. She says, my mom isn't your typical mom. (laughs) Yeah. Cue all the, I'm not a typical mom, I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. I record my (laughs) daughter's dancing. Uh, Yeah, so then mom, like, makes soup and crackers for breakfast because she's weird. Uh, but she's, but Megan explains, like, she's been weird since dad left, I guess. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom does date, but always gets scared off by the kids, because the brother will be just, like, a small child, and then the, and then the date will be like, eh. Well, I think they're intentionally being weird, because they're like, yeah. Eh. <laughs> yeah, well, then Megan will be like, oh, he likes that, he likes to do that, he's, like, can't sleep, he's, I don't know what she says. Yeah, I don't know. She made up some stories. She just, like, they, scares them off. Yeah, they try to scare them off. Uh, Megan just says that she's not popular, except for that one week when she said she was related to Jewel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we see, like, Megan sitting at the popular table for that one week, and Margie... No, okay, I'm just gonna call her Margie the whole time. <laughs> Margie goes, Jewel is not your cousin. You can't sit at our table anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and so... She says she only wants to be popular because she likes Cutter, who does extreme sports. Uh, he shops at Mom's windsurfing store where she works, and we see him come up to Megan behind the counter, and he goes, What's your name again? Corgan? Vegan? Fagan? Really? You thought all those three were her name, but you couldn't think of Megan? Okay. You couldn't remember Megan? <laughs> Cutter, what do you expect from him? You cannot expect that much from him. <laughs> Cutter Coburn. She says he's the most extreme kid in high school. Last year, he skated down an entire mountain. And then we see a clip of him skating down this mountain. <laughs> he fell. And he just fell. He just falls down the mountain. <laughs> uh, she says, I like your hair. And then he goes, it's bleached. <laughs> and she goes, I know. <laughs> Um, and then she says, everything changed because mom met a guy. Um, so then we're introduced to Cosmo Cola, mom's new, mom, the, the new man in mom's life. Um, the little brother asks, if, I don't know what's going on here. The little, bro- oh yeah, 
Um, I think the mom is, like, telling the kids about him. Yeah. The little brother immediately asks if he's an alien, because for some reason this brother has, like, a weird thing about aliens. Well, he says his name sounds like he's from space, because mm. his name's Cosmo. Uh, mom was windsurfing, and he ran out into the water to rescue her, because he thought she was in trouble, so he swam out there. Uh, yeah. And that's how they met. And she thought that that was so charming. Yeah, and mom says he has a childlike quality, and he and his daughter are from the Yukon. <laughs> Canada. In Canada. And everyone is like, you can't live there. And she's like, yeah, you can. And they keep, they cut it, they cut to just like this snowy scene where it says the Yukon, Canada. And then it says, population, low. <laughs> and they do that multiple times in the movie. Yeah, so then we see this montage of mom, like, coming home from dates with Cosmo with, like, new toys every time. Mm-hmm. And after that, Megan is in her room playing guitar, and mom comes in, and she's like, oh, your music is so good. I wish you would play it for people. And she's like, no. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, and so um, mom tells her that, or, yeah, mom wants her to meet Cosmo, and Megan's like, eh. I don't really know about that. And she's like, just have an open mind. Like, I just want you to meet him. If you really don't like him, like, I won't, we won't go any further with anything. Yeah, and then mom's like, uh, and then, no, but then Megan's like, well, I she like says for a second, like, maybe he is great. And then she goes, but you also like Lord of the Dance, mom. And okay, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, the Lord of the Dance, I at first thought it was like, I am the Lord of the no. Dance, said he. And I was like, first of all, it's a banging song, so fuck off, Megan. But second of all, the Lord of the Dance is Michael Flatley, who's a river dancer, and like, fuck off, Megan. River dancing isn't easy. Does he river dance to the song Lord of the Dance? Because I'd love to see it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so after that, Megan, Mom ans- no, Megan answers the door. Yeah, and she like, is giving herself a pep talk. And then Cosmo walks in with, like, these huge cases like, of Like, literally, soda. like, a 36-pack of two-liter root beers. Yeah, so much soda. And he comes in, he picks her up off of her feet and just keeps saying, Megan, Megan Larson, Megan Ew, Larson. it's weird. It's so weird. Megan, like, calls for her mom, as she rightly should, because, <laughs> I mean, like, he's an alien, I guess, so he doesn't know boundaries. <laughs> oh, wait, we don't Spoiler. know that. Spoiler. <laughs> the brother walks down the stairs, and he's, like, holding his gun again, and he's like, are you a good alien or a bad alien? And yeah, the like, brother, like, knows everyone's good. an alien this whole time. And, I, like, he's right, but it doesn't really contribute anything to the plot. <laughs> I think it's just supposed to be, like, oh, kids have funny phases. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so he brought all this root beer, um, and then he says that there's a daughter that's Megan's age. Her name is Ariel, and she's in the car because she's scared of the wind. And Megan's like, okay, that's weird. But then Mom and Cosmo ask her if she'll go get Ariel from the car for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Megan's like, okay, so Megan goes and goes outside and looks in the car, but doesn't see anything, so then she bends down, and Ariel is hiding underneath the car because, and I quote, she feels the wind. So! She fears the wind. Yeah. <laughs> is that what I said? <laughs> you said feels, I think. Oh. <laughs> um, so, then we hear another voice saying, Dear Diary, I cannot make sense of this strange planet called Earth. Well, yeah, so we have, like, a little, like, rewind, rewind. A rewind of, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie, everything that we saw. Yeah, and so now we're all, we're seeing it from, like, Ariel's point of view. Ariel is writing in her own diary. Yeah, she says she's not writing, though. She's, like... Like, okay, like, yeah, the words are, like, lights that come out of her fingers, like, they look like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and then they, like, float into this little, like, genie lamp-looking thing, and, like, that's her diary. Yeah. Uh, so she says she hates her human body. She finds it revolting and disgusting. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
she dreams that she is back on her home planet of Zircalon, where they are balls of pink gas, and she's with her boyfriend, Fanuel. Yeah, they're these floating bubbles with, like, faces on the front. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, her real name is Suiza. Uh, they had to leave because Dad was a freedom fighter um, against a repressive emperor. Um, yeah, the Emperor Savad was repressive, and they were not free. It was, like, a political oppression. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we see, like, in space with their, like, pink balls of gas, and there's, like, these spaceships, like, shooting at them, and they're, like, floating away. And Mom was, like, killed, I guess. Well, yeah, she said we had to leave unexpectedly, and then they show that, and Mom was, like, lost. She was, like, blown away, She was, like, basically. like blasted by the little pews, which well, yeah, made but... her, like, disintegrate into the air. Like, yeah, so she, like, got blown away, and then she just, yeah. Popped into no, the No, she's rest just like a gas. part of space. Yeah, and so at this time, Ariel starts crying, thinking about her mother's <laughs> death. <laughs> it's been tra- pretty traumatic, I assume. Well, yeah, and then she. But they're like, the good thing about Earth is that there's a lot of CO2, and which we need to CO2 sur- yeah. to survive. And by CO2, she means like soda. soda. Yeah. <laughs> so she drinks soda, and then like her alien voice pops out. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, so for navi- she needed help navigating Earth, so she turned to their next-door neighbor, a spiritual guide named Serena Sue, who's a cat lady and, like, a fake psychic. Yeah. And so uh, she goes over there, and they just kind of talk for a little bit, and Serena Sue is like, oh, in your past life, you were in the Civil War, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and Ariel's just like, mm, you're wrong. <laughs> She's like, I'm a fucking alien, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then, she, and then Serena sees like, oh, I can see everything. And then a fly flies into her mouth. Yeah, it's gross. So okay. it's like proof that she can't see into the future. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. So then later on, Ariel's talking to her dad, and she's telling her how much she hates it on Earth. Uh, dad tries to give her like a pep talk, like you know, we had to come here. We didn't have any other choice. Uh, they can't go back home because Dad would be imprisoned forever. And Dad is amazed by a dummy, like a marionette doll. (laughs) And he's like, look, I have this doll, and I can talk through it, but I don't talk. Yeah, Ariel says that everything is ugly, and we learn that, like, they make their money because diamonds are, like, plentiful on Zircalon, but... Or, and they're, like, worthless there, but... And so, like, they have a bunch. Yeah, they just, like, sell them online. I guess. I don't know. Um, and Ariel wants to communicate with Fanul, the love of her life, mm-hmm. but since he's the son of the Emperor, they can't oh. risk it. Yes. Uh, Cosmo doesn't want to risk it. <laughs> uh, so they go outside, and the wind blows, and Ariel runs back inside. The wind! Yeah. Well, at this point, her dad says, being solid is invigorating. <laughs> but Ariel's scared of the wind, so she runs inside. Even put, though, like, in their human forms, the wind can't hurt well, them. Well, yeah, I put, she's scared of the wind because it blew her mom away, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she she runs inside, Dad's trying to be like, it's okay, but then Dad runs inside too and says, we fear the wind! (laughs) Uh, yeah, so Ariel is in, like, her true form in the sink. She, like, fills up the sink with water, and then she's, like, her own bubble just sitting in the sink. Because apparently that's how being an alien works, I guess. I guess. And then in her room, she's, like, still, like, writing in her diary, and she's like, well, at least I can keep my heritage of Zircalon. And then she performs, like, a traditional Zircalon dance and song, which I don't know how you can dance if you're a bubble. Well, well whenever she's still in the bathroom, she's talking about Fanuel again, and she said that they're the alien versions of Romeo and Juliet, which they have, called Glaba and Gorko, oh, I two just... star-crossed bubbles. <laughs> but in the meantime, she'll keep her culture, and that's when she goes and sings this song and dances in her room. Fucking bubbles. 
Uh, so Cosmo tells Ariel about how he met mom, or how he met uh, Megan's mom later. And her on. name is Kathy. Her name's That's Ka- my mom. My mom's name. <laughs> um, Ariel is like, but like our mom, she like, how are you moving on so fast? And Cosmo is like, we need to make a life here on Earth. Like, there's no, there's no going back. We need to like blend with the humans and well and he also says that mom would want us to be happy and like move on as they do in all the decoms yeah so then we see a montage of cosmo going out to the dates where he grabs like each of the toys that megan's mom comes home with uh so and then cosmo says that they're going to meet the family but ariel is like the night was awful Mm -hmm. so then we cut back to the night of meeting the family ariel's under the car and the wind stops, so she comes out. Uh, they walk into the... Megan and Ariel walk into the house, and everyone's playing checkers. Uh, their dog barks at her, and she doesn't like it. And then Trevor calls her an alien, and then she freaks out and runs to the bathroom. Yeah, she said she needs water. And so whenever Megan goes to check on her, she's soaking wet. And she's like, oh, I fell in the sink. And Megan's <laughs> like, okay, do you want some chose clothes to change into? So she goes into her room and gives her, like, some of her clothes to put on. And Ariel holds them and says... These are far too large. I will never fit into them or something. They're, like, baggy and blue. Yeah, and so Megan is sassy back, and she's like, oh, do you want these doll clothes then? And then Ariel's like, those other ones will do. And I don't know. Yeah, so then Ariel changes, and then she walks out of Megan's room with an empty root beer bottle, and Megan is surprised that she drank the root beer so fast. And Ariel's just like, whatever. I mean, honestly, same. I can drink a soda that fast. Yeah, and so then Megan tries to help her again by, like, starting to blow dry her hair, but Ariel freaks out again because she doesn't like the wind. And so Megan turns it off, and she's like, oh, you're neurotic about your hair. She thinks that she's, like, scared of the wind because of her hair, which honestly, good guess, I guess. She has, like, really, like, straight, like, pretty blonde hair. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so then it's time for dinner. And Cosmo fills his hot dog to the brim. He's got, like, like relish and mustard and ketchup, like, all to the, like, well, overflowing and, like, in the bun. Spa, all these weird yeah. things that he's putting on <laughs> He it. proclaims, I love food. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, honestly, <laughs> that's not, like, not normal. For, like, I would do that <laughs> if I had, like, a delicious. I did that the other night when we were at Chick-fil-A. And I was, like, God's greatest earth to us humans was cheese. Yeah. And so as he's doing this, the brother is, like, following his example and doing the same thing. Um, Ariel says she does not like food because food is messy. And then So mom offers her, like, a grilled cheese or a sandwich. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then Megan's like, she's on a root beer diet. And then <laughs> Ariel says, at this moment, diary, I knew that the cre- creature called Megan Larson was to be feared and despised. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes, definitely. Um, and so, at this point, Cosmos announces that they're engaged, and... He, he and Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, after that, uh, the, everyone just kind of, like, looks at them, and... Like, you can tell like, that, like... with it, but Ariel and Megan are both, like... Trevor's, what? like, too young to care. Yeah, but Ariel and Megan are like, what the fuck's happening? But they don't say anything, but after Cosmo leaves, Megan gives her mom her full opinion, and she's just like, Mom... He's a freak. Yeah, she's like, what are you doing? Uh, Trevor likes him, and he's like, I think he's an alien. And then Megan's like, Ariel is whacked. (laughs) And, uh, Mom says, I would never marry anyone you absolutely hated, 
But we're very happy. Well, yeah, and she's like... Mom kind of flip-flops back with this. Yeah, a lot. And she's she's like, just give him a second chance or whatever. And so Mom mentions that Ariel lost her mother, and Megan seems more sympathetic whenever she's she like, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. And Mom goes, well, Ariel likes to sing. Maybe you guys could make music together. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, can you imagine? Well, yeah, and she's like, and you're going to the same school. <laughs> Yeah, so, tomorrow, Ariel's going to start at Megan's school. Yeah, so they ride their their bikes together to school, and Ariel is wearing this, like, these rainbow tights, and then this long, flowing red dress that's, like, lacy and stuff. And, and then with, like, two, like, pink tank tops underneath. And, and she's wearing a football helmet. A football helmet. Bike. And she's struggling hard on this bike. Yeah, and so whenever they get to school, Megan goes to, like, put her bike in the bike rack. Everyone's giving them, like, weird looks because Ariel's wearing this, like, very flashy outfit. Yeah, but as uh, Ariel tries to put her bike in the bike rack, she doesn't stop. She just, like, runs into it and falls (laughs) over top of it. And so everyone is just kind of like, what's going on? And they become the center of attention, and Megan is embarrassed but, um... They, yeah, all the kids come up to them, and they're all the boys are, like, already flirting with Ariel. Yeah, they're, they're like, like oh, Megan, who's that? Yeah. Ariel doesn't, like, say anything. She doesn't, like, get what's going well, on. Well, yeah, and then Ariel, like, the first thing she says to them is, I like bubbles, I like gas, and I can be... And I am calmed by water. <laughs> also, okay, the amount of times that they mention gas in this movie, and not a single teenage boy makes a fart joke, <laughs> unrealistic. Well, later in school, we see Ariel, and she's just, like, standing there while all the boys are looking at her. And, like, she's obviously never interacted with, like, teenagers and teenage boys. Like, if I were her, I'd be fucking terrified. <laughs> and, yeah, Megan's talking with her friend, and Megan's like, why is everyone, like, obsessed with her? Like, she's so weird. And her friend <laughs> is, like, the worst. She's like... I would hate to have her as a stepsister. You must feel so inferior. Oh, yeah, she's like, she's gorgeous. Okay, like, her, bitch! Well, her friend Mikey, like, she's not a, Megan is not a very good friend of Mikey either because she just ditched her for a week last year to try and be popular. Like, they're only friends because they're not popular, basically. Yeah, well, then Megan says inferior to her. She's a total psycho. She can't even ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly can't ride a bike. Listen, uh, but Mikey thinks that she's fresh, even though she can't ride a bike, so maybe I'm fresh. (laughs) Megan calls, wait, oh, Mikey calls Megan pathetic, and then goes to talk to Ariel. Yeah, Megan's, like, still, like, trying to, like, convince her friend that, like, Ariel's not that great, and she goes, Megan, as your friend, that's pathetic. Yeah, and then she just goes and talks to Ariel. Yeah, because, well, and then Megan's, like, Cutter won't think she's cool. Cutter thinks I'm cool. (laughs) Okay. So, in math class, uh, the teacher calls on Megan, and she doesn't know the answer, and so Ariel raises her hand, and she, like, gives all of these, like, well, if the blah, 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 blah. Okay, so, like, ask her to, like, find the volume of a pool or whatever. She's like, well, assuming that the, how much water in the pool is this, and assuming that the pool is made out of brick, like, all the stuff that, like, doesn't matter. Yeah, and she's like, then this would be the answer. Yeah, and, and everyone, like, is so impressed that she answered a question right, and then this girl next to Megan goes, Ariel is a full-on goodwill hunting. Did you see goodwill hunting? <laughs> she's not, that, no, <laughs> she was not a janitor. <laughs> no one, did anyone think she was stupid that you all adored her the minute she walked into school? I mean, she did fall over the bike rack, and her introduction to herself was saying she liked bubbles and gas, so. Goodwill hunting never fell over a bike rack. He was, <laughs> well, everyone just thought he was stupid. Yeah, they probably thought she was stupid for falling over the bike rack <laughs> and being like, I like bubbles, I'm 14. <laughs> 
But uh, also, all she did was find the volume. It's not that hard. <laughs> I don't know. No one pays attention in class, apparently. But there are lots of positive rumors going around about uh, Ariel, and Megan says that she's like an alien from Planet Weird. Mm. Yeah. So, so in the cafeteria, Megan sees Ariel sitting at the popular table, mm-hmm. and Margie calls Megan over. And she talks to Megan, and she's like, Ariel is the total package. And then she's like, Megan, you can sit here tomorrow, too, if you want. Yeah, but Megan does not want the pity invite. Even though she wants to be popular, she doesn't want to be pitied. Yeah, (laughs) and Ariel's just kind of, like, sitting there, like, not really... You can tell she's not really, like, registering anything that's happening. Yeah, and then in a different class, Ariel's at the board doing this, like, super long equation, and then she's singing in choir, and she's It's a Zircalon song, though. Yeah, but everyone is just like, there's not a dry eye in the house, and everyone loves her, and so... Then Megan follows Ariel into the bathroom, and so does a teacher for some reason. Yeah. And they both catch Ariel talking to a bubble, mm-hmm. but it's like, she's like talking to Fanuel, but she's not really talking to Fanuel, yeah, she's like she's pretending not, it's Fanuel. Yeah, she's like talking in her head, pretending to be talking to She's like, to oh Fanuel. my dear, Fanuel. Yeah. And then the teacher's like, are you talking to a bubble? And then Ariel's like, that is the love of my life, not a bubble as you patronizingly called him. Even though, like, it wasn't even Fanuel, it was just a bubble. Well, yeah, and for some reason the teacher just, like, thinks this is normal and is like, okay, yeah, Like, she's go. a poet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Megan, like, walks out of the bathroom, and all these kids, I guess, just, like, went home for lunch and changed into layers and bright clothing, like Ariel. Yeah. So, whenever uh, Megan gets home, Mom says that she wants her to teach Ariel how to windsurf. Mom thinks this will be a good way for her to get over her fear of the wind <laughs> by windsurfing. Um, and so Megan doesn't want to, but Megan promises to teach if mom never talks about soulmates again. Because mom yeah. starts giving this conversation about, I just really feel like Cosmo is my soulmate. And so Megan's like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, so on the beach, Ariel is in full clothing. Megan's in her windsurfing gear. And she's just like, okay, follow me out to the water and copy me. Like, Megan, you're a horrible teacher. Well, yeah, and then Ariel's like, I am scared of the wind. And she's like, just watch. And yeah. so <laughs> she starts windsurfing. And, um... Megan looks back to shore and sees Cutter talking to Ariel, which makes her fall fall off her board. And then in her, like, little narration, she declares that this is war. Yeah, and so then we do this again, where we rewind back to everything we saw from Megan's perspective, and we see it from Ariel's perspective. Yeah. So, we go back, we start with the conversation at the popular table, and she's like, this is empty and meaningless, but for some reason this table holds some sort of value to humans. Mm-hmm. Um... Margie just goes, you're, I know your secret. I think you're a cosmetic representative. Yeah. And, and, uh, Ariel's just like, what? And then this other girl is like, I bet Megan is jealous because she wants to be just like you. And Ariel's, and and then Ariel goes, why would anyone want that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then later on in the day, she sees all these people purposely running into the bike rack. And, and like, flipping over (laughs) Just, like, for fun, I guess. Yeah, and so then we cut uh, to the beach, um, and Megan goes out to windsurf, and Ariel's like, oh, I'm scared that, like, the wind is gonna destroy Megan. So then she starts to, like, go into the water fully clothed. She's like, Mm -hmm. well, I gotta rescue Megan because this is very dangerous. Yeah. And this is when Cutter comes up and introduces himself, and they talk. And after two seconds, he's like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And Ariel's like, I find you vapid and shallow. (laughs) Um, And then that's when Megan comes to shore and just kind of, like, pulls Ariel away. 
from Cutter. And Megan's like, I'm on to you. You've taken, like, everything I've wanted, but you need to leave Cutter alone. And Ariel's like, all I want is to go home. Like, I don't want any of this. I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then this is when they both discover that neither of them want their parents to get married. Right. And so they decide that they need to scheme. So they are babysitting Trevor for some reason, and their parents go on a date. And so Ariel, at this point, calls her evil maker Megan Larson to her face. (laughs) And Megan starts talking about the steps of their plan. So step one is to pretend to be best friends. So they take these, like, pictures of them together, like, acting like they're best friends, and the entire time, Ariel's like, why are we doing this? And Honestly, then, that was me. Whenever, like, people would be like, oh, let's take, like, webcam photos, I'd be like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and then they sing a song together that they write together, something about, like, being friends and coming from different worlds and something about gas, because why? Yeah. And then... Um, so they practice what they're going to tell their parents about their friendship, and then they make up these lies about something that each of their parents has said about the other. It's like a thinly veiled insult. Because Megan's like, oh, like, uh, Ariel mentioned to me that Cosmo wants you to be more like this. Isn't that funny? And like, the same. Yeah, the same. Like, so they're going to, like, tell their parents, like, basically that the other parent wants them to be something that they're not. Well, yeah, and they also, like... Yeah, they, but they make it seem like it's not like that. They're just like, oh, yeah, we were just talking because we're friends. And yeah. yeah, so they have Mom make gross food for Cosmo, who loves food, but obviously not this kind. Uh, they suggest that Mom read this boring book to Cosmo. Well, because they're saying that uh, Cosmo said that he loves how, like, fun and lighthearted uh, Mom is. And Mom is like, what? I am a serious person. So she's trying to show off by, like, having this fancy dinner and she's, like, reading. Cosmo interrupts her while she's reading from this book and he talks about, he puts on The Lion King on TV. (laughs) And then uh, Kathy confronts Cosmo and Cosmo says that he loves her because she's free and fun and she's beautiful. And Kathy's mad because she says that he's being inconsiderate and then they start arguing she's like what about my mind like I'm very smart yeah and so uh Ariel says one fight isn't enough so then Ariel plants the seed that Kathy was testing dad and wants him to be a real man so for the next date Cosmo tries to be manly but he's which he only knows from like television yeah so like westerns basically he comes in like in a country outfit and he's like hey little lady He's like, I'm gonna protect my woman. Yeah. I want steak. Yeah, he brings his dummy. Which, like, honestly, nice commentary on, like, toxic masculinity in movies. Yeah, very sly. We like that. <laughs> but he brings his dummy, like, his marionette to the uh, dinner for some reason, and Mom's like, why? They're, okay, well, they're, like, at a pizza parlor, but, like, the kids are there, too, and, like, Trevor's off playing games, and then Ariel and Megan are just, like, on the other side of the restaurant, like, standing there watching them. Well, yeah, and then Cosmo, like, grabs uh, Kathy to like dance with her in the middle of the restaurant and she's like I don't want to do this like what's happening um and she's pissed and so Megan and Ariel are watching this from the corner like you said and then uh Megan says mission accomplished and Ariel is like we have a phrase for that gaseous matter expanded oh my god <laughs> yeah so uh they realize they're like starting to get along but they're like you know what the whole point is to break them up they're so. like but we still hate each other yeah <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but at this point, Kathy and Cosmo start talking about, like, why would you do this, blah, 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 and then they realize that they've been set up by their daughters, and they are both mad. 
So they go to confront them, and Ariel starts crying. Well, Mom and Megan are, like, fighting, and Megan's like, what and then Ariel starts crying, and Mom's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and she goes to comfort her, and so Megan's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so the next night, uh, Ariel says that she can endure it no longer, and she sends Fanuel a message. She asks for help, and she says, don't tell your dad, though. And she's like, she's, this is where I am, and I need you to come rescue me. And we hear, like, both Ariel and Megan writing in their diaries, and they both, like, kind of admit that um, they're, like, growing on each other. Yeah. But, like, not explicitly. Yeah. Um, and so Megan starts talking about her plan B. This is, in, yeah, in school the next day, Megan says they need to make their parents fall in love with other people. Yeah. And, and so, Megan thinks she can get her parents back together. She's like, well, they, like, hate each other now, but they loved each other once, so it, it'll be fine. Yeah, they'll get back together. Megan. <laughs> yeah, so Ariel says that Cosmo had a crush on Serena Sue, and so Megan is like, okay, well, that's perfect. We'll invite Dad and Serena Sue over. Yeah, and we'll have a party. And then they're like, you know, our parents have never been happier than they have been with each other. But we're gonna do this anyway. <laughs> yeah, screw that. We don't want them to be happy. Um, at this point, we also see the popular group walk by wearing, like, pink, like Ariel's pink layers that uh, and shirts that say, protect your essence. Because whenever people would be like, Ariel, why are you wearing these layers? She's like, I'm protecting my essence. Meaning, like, she needs to, like, protect her gas gaseousness from being blown away. Yeah. So, Megan gets Trevor in on the plan, and she is telling him that Cosmo, Cosmo is a bad alien. Trevor doesn't believe it first, but Megan makes up this fake plan, or makes up this fake story about how Cosmo was gonna, like, eat him or something, and then Trevor's like, okay, Well, she pulls out this, now. like, document that she made yeah. that's called plan Cosmo's Plan to Take Over the World. Chapter 1, Eat Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, Trevor's like, what do I need to do? <laughs> So later, uh, Ariel is making food for dinner, but she starts blending all of it together. She's like, well, isn't it going to go to the same place anyway? I guess she doesn't have taste buds. Apparently not. So Uh, Yeah, Serena Sue uh, shows up at the door. Trevor uh, starts, uh, Mom and Cosmo aren't there yet. Trevor comes down from his room and Megan's like, no, you have to stay in bed. We don't know what's going on yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Serena Sue is there. Mom and Cosmo show up. Mom introduces herself to Serena, who immediately calls her distressed, because <laughs> uh, she can, like, see things or whatever. Oh. Uh, Dad shows up, and he is like, oh, I have to work. How, do, how about I just, like, take the kids back home to my place? Yeah. And Megan's like, no, you can't. Like, Trevor is sick, and he needs to stay here. So I go upstairs, and Trevor uh, goes along with it, which is, like, their plan to make Dad stay. Mm-hmm. And whenever they don't believe him, he starts crying out for, Elizabeth, I'm coming! <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah. Well, and while he's pretending to be sick, he's like, are you guys going to get back together now? And then he's like, if you do, can I still be friends with Cosmo? And, and they then, just ignore this, and then Mom invites Dad to stay for dinner. Well, yeah, but Dad is like, who's Cosmo? But whatever. So, yeah, so um, Serena, uh, down in the kitchen, Serena's telling Cosmo about his past lives when she swallows a fly again. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad and Cosmo meet. Dad didn't know about Cosmo, and he's not really happy well, about yeah, it. Well, yeah, because they mentioned something about being engaged, and Dad didn't know that she was engaged right. at all. Um, but then Dad and Serena hit it off immediately. Oh, of course. Um... <laughs> And then whenever it's time for dinner, uh, Megan and a- Ariel, I almost said <laughs> Mary and April, <laughs> Megan and Ariel serves this, like, weird slop thing. Yeah, well, because Ariel, like, mixed all the food together. But because everyone is getting along so well, they decide they need to cause some more, like, havoc. And so they dump soup on Serena. And at this, Cosmo starts, starts a, a food fight. It starts a fun food fight. Yay. Yeah. 
And this um, is when Ariel starts, like, rippling. Yeah. And she runs into the bathroom like she did the first night. Yeah, and this time Megan follows her, like, inside. And then she sees her as a bubble in the sink and Megan screams. And so Megan goes to tell everyone. And, like, she's like, she's an alien. She really is an alien. And then Ariel comes out just, like, soaking wet. And everyone's just like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, so then we cut to mom discussing this with a therapist. <laughs> yeah, and they make Megan go to a therapist because they're like, she's making stuff up about aliens. And that's basically what the doctor says. The doctor's like, you're, like, have all it's this a big change, change yeah. like, so soon, but if he but really like, makes you happy, then, like, do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, it's best, it's best for Megan to go through this change and then she'll get over it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we cut to mom putting on her her wedding dress, and Megan tries to tell her again that they're aliens, but she doesn't believe her. Um, and mom doesn't, mom literally says, I don't think your fears about my marriage are justified, but I promise that everything will be okay. Well, so, Megan brings up again, she was like, you said that if I really didn't want you right. to marry him, you wouldn't. And mom's like... Well, I did say that, but never mind. Take but, these vaccines. Yeah, she's like, I don't think your what your like your concerns are justified, basically. So, um, it's this backyard wedding. Ariel hasn't come down yet. Uh, she is saying goodbye to her old life upstairs in Megan's room whenever mm-hmm. Fanul shows up ah. in a human body. Um, the Emperor ends up showing up too. And so uh, Ariel is very hurt at this because Fanul betrayed her trust. Uh, they try to tell her that all change is bad and that they're going to threaten her dad forever if she doesn't tell them where he is. Or they're going to freeze them. Oh, yeah. They freeze them in space. Yeah, and so they try, and uh, she says, like, not all change is bad, and they're like, oh, she's been infected or whatever. Yeah, so this is when Serena walks in, um, and Ariel's like, oh, this is Mike and Doug from the Yukon, but it doesn't matter anyway because the Emperor freezes her. Yeah. Uh, Ariel try yeah, she tries to defend Earth to the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fanuel guards Ariel in the room while the Emperor goes to find Cosmo. And he doesn't know what Cosmo looks like because he's never seen his, like, human form or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so then Mom asks Megan to go find Ariel when Cutter shows up, who's invited to the wedding for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they find Ariel together in the room. Um, Cutter... Wait, hold on. Yeah. No, Ryan's? they go to... They go... Okay, okay. They I know where I am. They go look for Ariel. Yeah, they go to yeah. find Ariel together, but Cutter stops to eat first... When Megan walks into the room with Ariel, Fanul, and Serena. Who's frozen. Yeah, and then the door closes and locks her in. And this is whenever a- Ariel tells Megan the truth. Like, you were right about everything. I am an alien. This yeah. is Fanul. <laughs> the Emperor's here. He's well, gonna... yeah, and she, like, tries to explain, like, they were seeking refuge, but they stayed because Cosmo fell in love with your mom or whatever. And so Megan, for once, is empathetic because she's like, well, that was a big change, moving planets and <laughs> <Yeah>. species. <laughs> she's not even like, what? Yeah, and so <laughs> so then Ariel asks for Megan's help, and Ariel Well, Ariel, her... Ariel realizes Megan isn't evil Megan Larson. She's just fearless. Yeah, she calls her brave and fearless. And then Cutter is brought into the room by, by, the, by Emperor, the Emperor, and he's like, hold him captive too. And so Kathy, oh, so the Emperor goes back out, and he's looking for Cosmo again. Kathy tells him where he is, and the Emperor points a gun at Cosmo, while Trevor is, like, on his back. This is out in the front yard, and the wedding is happening in the backyard, so yeah. no one knows this is happening. Yeah, and so Cosmo tells Trevor to, like, go play hide-and-go-seek or whatever. I need to talk to this person. And then, uh... The Emperor threatens to freeze him, and then cut back to the room. Ariel begs Fanuel to help, 
And then F- we Fanuel has a crush on Megan. Well, Megan goes up to him, and instead of asking, she just demands him to let them go. And this is when we find out. He's like, oh. So then Fanuel and Cutter are having this conversation. They're like, oh, you like Megan. And he's like, He's like, oh. I like brunettes. Yeah. And so <laughs> they're switching boyfriends, basically. But... Yeah, so then Megan decides to flirt with Fanuel to get out. Oh, oh, also, Cutter's like, oh, yeah, they have a whole Betty and Veronica thing yeah. going on. And then he says, freedom of choice? I don't <laughs> Okay, well, then. <laughs> This go uh this is how we uh, leap into whenever Megan decides to convince Fanuel to get them out. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell him that Earth is great and there's freedom of choice and back on Zirkelon he doesn't have the choice to do anything because his dad is repressing everyone. Um, they convince him to stand up to his father for freedom and justice, freedom to choose potato chips and freedom to go to the beach and the mall. Mm-hmm. And so that convinces Fanuel. Um, so then we see the Emperor opens up this portal to Zirkelon. Uh, Trevor is watching them from, like, the window in the basement. Um, Cosmo and Ariel are sentenced to be frozen, and then, uh, the Emperor freezes Cosmo. Which is when Fanuel and Megan come out, uh, and, like, I don't know, say, like, trash talk him. Yeah. And then Ariel and Cosmo bring out with their hair dryers. And so they start blowing the hair dryers at the Emperor, which, like, Make, like, turns him into his true form of the gas bubble. Mm-hmm. But then the hair dryers aren't working well enough because there's not enough power until Trevor comes out with a leaf blower, which blows the Emperor up and unfreezes Cosmo. Mm-hmm. So then uh, everything's fine and they go to the backyard to get married. Well, Mom is waiting at the altar because this is yeah. the time, like, the wedding is supposed to be started and she's about to, like, leave and be like, I guess I got stood up. No one then- heard, like, an Emperor gas bubble being blown to bits no, in the No, no one yard. cared about that. She also doesn't care about where her daughter or son are. Just She's just her- like, where's, where's this night the wedding? Yeah, but Cosmo- No one, like, went out to the front yard. <laughs> but Cosmo gets there just in time and so, uh... They're like, oh, where's Serena? So Fanuel and well, Megan Dad asked to, where Serena yeah. was. So Fanuel and Megan go and unfreeze Serena, but they get back in time for the vows. And Dad's cell phone interrupts the ceremony, and Mom is like, "I'm glad we're divorced." Nothing changed. Serena was not happy about it. <laughs> uh, so later at the reception, Megan dances with Fanuel, and Ariel dances with Cutter, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, um, and Fanuel is like, I have to go back to Zirkelon. Because I'm the emperor now. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I need to make sure everything's in place, but I promise I'll come back to visit. Um, and then... And then Megan and Ariel are both narrating, and they're like, oh, I got a new best friend and my stepsister. Yeah, and Ariel's like, everything on Earth is weird, but I'm starting to like it. And then Megan is popular now, too, because Ariel is popular, but... Yeah, so they're sitting at the popular table with all, like, the popular groupies, and then Margie comes over, and she's just, like, kind of, like, looking from afar, like, oh, I won't be welcome. But then Megan's like, you can sit here, we're all friends. Yeah, now everyone is popular, and so the movie ends with Megan smiling. At Ariel. That's it. It's just a freeze frame. <laughs> That's that. Um, I thought this movie was a poor man's yours, mine, and ours. But with less kids. <laughs> I disagree. I don't think it is like it at all, except for divorced parents getting married. Well, divorce, the whole point of the movie is that they try to split up their parents, but then they ended up liking each other. Well, what about the parent trap? That's not what they try to get their parents together. They're not trying to get them to split but up. But they have to get her away from uh, whatever her name is. Evelyn? Is that her name? Oh my god, it's Meredith. Meredith, oh. Oh my god. It's been a while since I've watched The Parent Trap, <laughs> sorry. You should know it. <laughs> okay, but I think that this is more like The Parent Trap than it is Yours, Mine, and Ours. I think it's more like Yours, Mine, and Ours. Let us know. Let it, What's it more like? <laughs> message us. Give it, give it a watch. Abby, she'll text us. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was fine. Uh, we said all much. my favorite quotes. Um, I had one other one. Whenever they're talking to Fanul and trying to, like, tell him how great Earth is, they're talking about how, like, oh, we can just do stuff for fun. And then they're, and then somebody says, We recreate constantly. I can't talk. But well, it's because they were like recreational activities. Yeah, and then they say we recreate constantly. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. Mm. But yeah, we got some fun alien jargon going on, and that was that. Yeah, okay, well, the whole time Ariel talks, she's like, she tells humans, she's like, I just want to be a ball of gas on my home planet of Zircalon, and everyone just ignores it. Well, like, how did you not figure it out? They never say the Zircalon part, and also, like, 14-year-olds are fucking weird. Have you met a 14-year-old? <laughs> yes, a 14-year-old is like, I just want to be a ball of gas. I'd be like, okay, fuck off. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, go back to your Tumblr blog. <laughs> I didn't have a Tumblr when I was 14. <laughs> I did, but that's besides the point. So, how did you rate and rank this? Um, I gave this a 1.5 out of 5, and I put it at number 23 below Suzy Q and above Can of Worms. I gave this a 2 out of 5. I put it at number 22. Up, up, and away is above it, and the paper brigade is below it. So, oh, next week our DCOM is Ready to Run, which is one I have literally never seen, never heard of. I have no of. idea what Yeah, this is. I've never heard of it. I'm pretty sure it's about a horse girl. So, oh, no. Pretty sure we're watching a decom about a horse. Do you think this is what week. the One Direction song was inspired by? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> this time I'm ready to run. Whoa! <laughs> no, I don't think it was about horses, but we'll see. That's well, it. I'll make it. <laughs> see you then. Bye. Bye.